0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna lay down
1: like Sunday, honey, honey. So, you wanna talk Sunday, sports Well, you've come to the right place Welcome Sunday, to the Dorm Room Sunday, Dispute Podcast Sunday. I'm Mitch Kaminsky And I'm Marshall Magaluso Here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues Who's hot, who's not And our hot topics of the week Sunday. Let's get right into it Well, last week uh, we had uh, some interesting playoff games uh, coming down, and there's two teams in particular I really wanted to focus on. First off, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, who are really they coming off a devastating loss after a very emotional victory the week before after the double-doink with Cody Parkey. They had a very uh, heartbreaking loss, where they were playing the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, and it was gut-wrenching. Alshon Jeffrey dropped a pass that ended up being an interception, It's a kind of sweet payback for Bears fans after what he said about us. But um, it was a tough loss for them. But for all you Eagles fans that are disappointed, this season for the Eagles showed why I think this team is going to be the Patriots of the NFC for a couple years to come. They are in fantastic shape. First of all, what every uh, great uh, dynasty needs, like the Patriots have, they have a great coach, great quarterback, and great owner with Robert Kraft. The Eagles also have that. Doug Peterson, fantastic coach. They have franchise quarterback and Carson Wentz, so they got those two things checked off. All the stuff that they had to overcome this season as well just to get into the playoffs was remarkable and shows the coaching, uh, the tremendous job coaching by Doug Peterson, what they did. And it's very Patriot-esque. They'd overcome injuries to the running backs. This was all the in- significant injuries they had this season. Ronald Darby, quarterback, cornerback, Jay Jayie, uh running back, Derek Barnett, defensive end, Jalen Mills, another cornerback, Corey Clement, their other running back, uh, Paul uh, Warlow, a linebacker, and Mike Wallace. And then, oh yeah, the franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz, went down for the second straight year in a row. The fact that they are able to overcome all of these injuries, their secondary was decimated basically against the Bears and they couldn't exploit it. And they kept it close against the Saints, who are arguably one of the best teams in football. Just shows how well the coaching is here. And they're going to... Probably get rid of Nick Foles after this year, but don't worry, Eagles fans. This team is in great position for years to come. And then not only to mention all the road games they had to win just to get into the playoffs, they had to beat the Rams on the road. It was winner go home. They had to beat the Eagle or the um, they had to beat the Redskins in the last week of the season. They had to beat the Texans, who are very good playoff. Uh, They were they were a good team. Um, They got knocked out first round, but that was a very good team there too. This scheme is like the Patriots of the NFC. And if you look at the Patriots, too, and let's look at all this stuff, and that's the other thing I wanted to get to for the Patriots, everyone's kind of ruling it off, like, oh, the dynasty's kind of fading or whatever. Let's look at everything they've had to overcome this year. This is the year, if anything, I think the dynasty is still going strong. And I, you know, I've i been victim to saying, like, oh, it might be setting. But look, really looking back at it, especially this weekend, I think Tom Brady might have played one of the best games of his career. Efficiency rise. He looks sharp. They were playing a great defense, which I've been constantly saying. Like This is one of the most talented rosters, top to bottom in the NFL, and their defense is phenomenal. And you wouldn't know it by the way he made that uh, coverage look, the way he just picked them apart systematically. But they had a wide receiver as their leading rusher the beginning part of the season with Cordell Patterson. Yeah. They had to pick up... Um, uh, they took a chance on the receiver um, from Cleveland, um, uh, Josh Gordon, do yeah. you think? Yeah. And then they, to, they turned him around, really, because everyone thought he could... Uh, after his like, drug addiction, and he, he was a significant uh, part of that team. Then they lost him, who was their number one receiver. Gronk is a shell of himself. They have white guys everywhere. There's no one to lead on that defense. Like, yep. If you look at the receiving core, like, Julian Edelman is their number one threat of receiver, and he's not a threat to go over the top. Uh, but So this is really the year to beat New England, because if you look at next year, they have 12 picks in next year's draft. So they're yep. going to be able to reload. Tom Brady's coming off, like I said, one of the best games of his career, and he doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. He still looks like he's pretty good, and they have the best coach and Bill Belichick. So both of these two teams, I think the Eagles are going to be potentially, they have the potential to be the next, like, the, the Patriots of the NFC and the Patriots of the NFC. Like, if you're Kansas City, you better win this game because this is the year to beat the Patriots because they're going to be pretty good next year. And that's, that's all good.
0: Well, there you have it. Talking about the Eagles, I, I definitely think it was it was actually kind of funny uh, seeing all the memes this year, like midway through the season when the Eagles were definitely floundering, didn't didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs, and everyone's saying, like, rip the Eagles dynasty and whatever, but I think they're in pretty good shape. As After, you just, yeah. After Jay, their, uh, did J.H.I. tear his ACL or something like that? Yeah. yeah, that's what I
1: thought. After their loss to Dallas, I think you you, you said yeah. like they got one foot in the grave, and I totally agreed. It was like, oh, this doesn't look too good for them, and, then and they just rattled off. Nick Foles Nate came Foles. in, did what he did. Who's going to be? He's probably going to be gone. It looks like. After yeah, because he, he was just talking about like his last
0: game in Philly and everything like that. Uh, but that wraps up for the opening round. Let's get to the four divisional round playoff games. Uh, first off, we have the Colts versus the Chiefs, in which the Colts lost 13 to 31. Andrew Luck threw for 203 yards and a touchdown. A pretty disappointing performance. Damien Williams, their running back after Kareem Hunt, had 129s and a rushing touchdown. And then Daryl Williams, Tyreek Hill, and Mahomes each had a rushing touchdown that game in a game which I was extremely disappointed because I thought the Colts were going to have a way better showing than what they did.
1: Yeah, and I kind of took a bath in my picks this week. Um, yeah. But one of them, and I, I still do think it's true, Andrew Luck, I thought Andrew Luck would be better than Mahomes, and I thought the winner of that game, that's the MVP of the season. Whoever won that one, well, Mahomes looked like the veteran quarterback, did not yeah. look like a rookie uh he he looked poised the whole time and luck never looked comfortable. like that yeah. was one of the worst games. I think I've seen him a, a healthy Andrew Luck play yeah. in a while because he didn't look comfortable at all. He' was getting sack flustered looked like even that first drive his first pass it was like oh, that didn't come off his hand right yeah and it was it was interesting
0: because we talked about it beforehand. I was saying I will I will give the chiefs defense credit. Uh, they made a lot of they they were terrible uh, and I don't I still don't think they're very, that good. Uh, but their secondary made a lot of, like, roster changes and depth chart switches um, that kind of uh, played into their performance in the secondary that game. But I thought, I mean, their pass rush, they got, like, D4, Justin Houston. I thought it was really good. Yeah, there's
1: two legitimate guys there. Man, I
0: I totally thought the Colts were going to – their offensive line was going to take them on and do what they've been doing all season and continuing to just uh,
1: keep the pocket clean, but they weren't able to do it. Uh, My thing was, too, because I was talking about how, like, defense wins championships usually (laughs) – and we forget, now the Kansas City defense is statistically bad. They're tied for like 30th in the league, which is second yeah. worst in the NFL. But their pass rush was tied for second in sacks this year in the NFL. So they do have a pass rush up front. It's just their secondary. They, and like you said with the Colts' line, I thought they were going to be able to exploit it. But their pass rush did a lot better. I think the elements may have played a part with that yeah. uh, as well. But they're, yeah... The, if they can get a little help in the secondary, that pass rush, can uh, they can be decent. Yep. And The Colts' defense uh, also, really, I thought they would be a lot better. And then looking at their number, because they were good statistically you know, at the end yeah. of the year. They are one of the top-ranked defenses. But then if you put it in perspective in the teams they play, yeah. it's like, eh, there's a little yeah. asterisk next to that when you have to put it in, especially, in context. And especially going against the Chiefs
0: with their high-flying offense, it wasn't going to be great. But yeah, just, I, I think that, that game... Uh, was probably like the least impressive
1: game, even even with the chart Patriots blowout, which we'll get to next. But yeah, I, I think also yeah, Mel Holmes, we can safely say yeah, I think he's the MVP, MVP after that game. Also, not I, I've seen
0: now, granted, this was only one person, but I've I, I think I've seen a couple times where people were saying that Holmes is like overrated. I do think he's a little overhyped just cuz like you saw like the left-handed pass against the Broncos. no
1: look pass. Yeah, and
0: the no look. I mean, it is it's impressive, but like man, like the some of the stuff that they keep talking about, I'm like, "All right, guys, like we got it. He's extremely good." But I I think to say that Patrick Mahomes is overrated and if you if anyone doesn't think he should be the MVP, I I think that's that's Totally discrediting what he's done this year. I mean, yes, he, he's got a lot of good weapons, defense, but, like, his defense doesn't play very good. I mean, he's no, he's no, like, because uh, I've been seeing, I saw, I got an argument with a guy who was saying that it's impossible not to win with his system. Well, yeah, same with Jared Goff and uh, Mr. Trubisky with two arguments. I mean, like, it's impossible not to win, and they, it's, they've, all three of those cute quarterbacks have played into, what, one, two, and three seeds with very good records, but, if you look at the stats, I mean, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, yeah, they went, but they their stats, uh, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions hasn't been like you know amazing or and, anywhere and he near. Two fifty should...
1: touchdowns. This yeah, time.
0: like he, like you, 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 it's something to say. Like it's possible to win, but when you throw five
1: thousand yards and fifty touchdowns in your first year, like that's insane. And the other two quarterbacks who do that, Peyton Manning. You don't think you watched that season? Yeah, exactly. You don't think he had weapons there? Yeah, he, he had, still he a know, walker, fantastic offense. DT, when he yeah, was uh, Emmanuel Sanders. And then when Tom Brady did it, he had Randy Moss as well, his wide receiver. Are we going to say he, Tom Brady's not a good quarterback because yeah. he was throwing to weapons? Like, yeah, exactly. Mahomes, he does, his stats are inflated by all the weapons he does have. I think he is the best receiving tight end in the NFL. He's got the fastest 100. guy in the NFL for sure. Yeah. But then he lost his running back halfway through the year, and none of, he can still throw at 75 yeah. yards on the field. Alex Smith had these guys, and they won games with Alex Smith, and I think Alex Smith's yeah. a good quarterback, but he wasn't throwing 50 touchdown passes. Exactly. At some point, you got to give exactly. Holmes a little bit of credit here. Uh, moving on, we got the uh,
0: Cowboys uh, going into L.A. and losing this game 22-30. Dak threw for 266 yards, had a rushing and passing touchdown. And C.J. Anderson had 123 yards, two touchdowns. Todd Gurley had 115 yards and a touchdown, in which they had, like, something Around 250 yards of rushing, rushing yards, I should say, which I, which I had a pretty good prediction about. He did, yeah. yeah. He got, yeah he I said 160. I, I said 160 for these guys. Um, but yeah, I think the Rams just showed that. I think their offensive scheme showed out in this game, especially, which I, you could kind of see coming, especially with the coach that sean mcveigh is kind of game planning for specific teams and the fact that he had two weeks to look at the cowboys and what they were going to do i think it was very impressive uh and hey i I would like to see good good for cj anderson you know i liked him when he was on the broncos he's bounced around this year in the panthers and the raiders uh and was kind of cool to see him come back and actually be, be relevant this year
1: yeah i yeah the rams i think the week of preparation definitely helped uh but there, I thought the Cowboys, with the Cowboys' defense um, and the fan, I thought they would have a little bit more of a fan advantage because they practice out there in California. It's yeah. basically like a second Dallas. But it really wasn't. The Rams did have the significant home field advantage. So credit yeah. to their fans. I guess they have more than we gave them credit for that showed up, showed up for that one. There's definitely a decent amount of Cowboys fans, but not enough to make a difference. So the yeah. home field advantage <laughs> they definitely had. um the Z could never get going against yeah. that front, and the Rams have had problems stopping the run. But uh, Sue and Donald,
0: yeah, they, they finally, their they they, they,
1: front did like a decent job. And like you said, obviously they were able to control the amount of time with it because Z are, excuse me, Dak is not very good playing from behind yeah he's more you need to control the tempo run game thing But with the way the rams were able to run the ball throughout, um, throughout that game and control really the time and tempo i thought it's a great game plan for him and i I'd like i really like their chances heading in uh, to, uh yeah she definitely, i think
0: week. it'll be a different game than what we saw earlier in the season uh we'll definitely get to that later but yeah the rams had a really good showing i think cowboys they had a really good season uh i was i was impressed at what they were able to do i don't know because they're they're their offensive team definitely got to expose this game. The whole, like, Zeke couldn't get going. He only yeah. had, uh, I believe, 47 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but when they didn't have his, you know, 100-plus yards of offense and then Dak could kind of just play to that effect, uh, it didn't work out for them. And it showed, and I think the Cowboys are going to have to kind of figure out uh, something. I, Dak Prescott as a quarterback, I really don't know where I stand on him because, I mean, earlier this season we were saying he's one of the worst in the, worst in the NFL. Uh, he couldn't throw
1: down the field, but... He played pretty well this playoffs, and uh, we'll definitely see see their game plan going and forward. And just, yeah, for the Rams game plan, Zeke, uh, Elliott, he faced a loaded box of eight or more defenders in, in the box 40% of the time compared to his regular season average of 24%. So it's easy to see why, like, L.A. had so much success against Elliott. And on the flip side, the Cowboys defense, who had no answer for Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson, Gurley faced an eight-man box just 6% of the time Saturday night. Yeah. So... Which uh, compared to eight percent in the regular season, so the Cowboys expected uh, like I guess they expected a lot more passing than there was. And they yeah, which really I was kind of
0: surprised because like especially with Jared Goff, he's kind of been he's a very good quarterback, but we saw him in Chicago, he got exposed like badly against Chicago, and in other games where he just hasn't looked uh, like he can carry this team, and like he doesn't have to carry his team because they have one of the best running backs in the NFL, Todd Gurley. But I thought the I thought the Cowboys were going to go into this defensively saying, all right, all right, Jared, like. See if you can beat us. Like we're gonna see if we mm-hmm. can shut down Gurley uh, and then make you throw the ball. And which it was the exact opposite. It was a running game carrying them. He got through for like two hundred some fifty yards and no
1: touchdowns. Well, especially when you got guys like Van Der Esch and Smith, the two rookies, and then you got um, Sean Lee, the veteran there, yeah. and then up front you got Randy Gregory and Malik Collins. Like, I thought that front would be able to put a little bit more push. Uh, the Rams' the offensive line completely dominated. Them. Yeah. They had their way with them. Like that first drive, even when they held them to the field goal, they just marched right down the field. They were shredding them the whole yeah. game. Moving on. Uh,
0: Chargers came into Foxborough and lost 28-41. Phillip Rivers threw for 331 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Brady had 343 yards and a touchdown. Then Sony Michelle had 129 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, a lot of those were one-yard rushes, in which the Patriots showed everyone that they're just—they're still. You can't bet against them. we—we we were
1: saying this too. We knew it was playing with fire. Yeah. Against Tom Brady in Foxborough. But the yeah, that was stupid.
0: We always kind of stupid of us to
1: bring. We got shit. To Chargers. And I, I kind of had like doubts, but I've been riding the Chargers bandwagon all year, and they do like roster wise, they have a much better roster than New England does. But Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady can't bet against them. You can't. I will
0: say though, if you go back when we were back when we were, we had a lot of arguments, and if the Chargers were going to be like good or not, I there the you said you would take the Chargers over Patriots in a playoff game. I told you you were crazy, but so I that, don't recall that.
1: Well, I think the other thing though too, you have to keep in account. They had to travel a lot. They yeah, were in Baltimore. True. They had to travel all the way back across the country, and they travel yeah, all I mean, the way back across the country again. You have to, you have to that's have to a huge difference, though, yeah, especially they, they, in the playoffs. When well, no. they have weeks to prepare, and they coming off a physical bro, game against Baltimore, is not a, like that's a tough team to beat, especially on the road like that. I mean, it was you pretty New easy for them until last eight minutes.
0: Their offense had had their way up until the goal line.
1: That deep, that physical defense. You're coming off. It's still, you're still coming off a really physical game, and then the Patriots are rested with a week to, week to prepare like that. I mean, I will say though, they had at a huge disadvantage.
0: One thing that was like it was a super interesting thing that the Chargers were doing uh, against the Ravens. They're playing with seven or eight defensive backs in the in uh, on their defense. So they would have their four mm-hmm. four D linemen, and then they would put seven seven or eight DBs. They would have like a, you would see number thirties. Playing li- playing linebacker position, they're like these strong safeties. They would put them at linebacker, um, and it was like it was. I was like, dang, this is pretty interesting. And it worked out against Baltimore because they had all these high flying DBs that could like that could uh, crash down in lanes and make these tackles yeah. uh, on the sidelines. Uh, and they could also cover and kind of play this zone defense that they didn't think Lamar Jackson would be able to pick apart. And they were right because Lamar Jackson really struggled with them. He wasn't really sure what to do with this defense. And then they tried against New England, and Tom Brady totally just picked it apart piece by piece. I mean, if you look, Tom Brady, he wasn't really he wasn't making these like contested like dimes. It was just like it was all schematic, where the the receivers were just open. They totally out game plan. Yeah, though.
1: and they had no answer to that defense like.
0: Yeah, it and, was. Yeah, and it was, and it, it showed because I mean, Sony Michelle they tore up in the run game, and it showed because you had eight DBs, and they're like, "All right, fine, we'll just run it up the middle and see if your strong safety can kind of get around a block from an all-
1: offensive guard." like it's not going to work like that. That's what a lot of people forget too about the Patriots, especially like this year, like because everyone's like, "Oh, Tom Brady, they throw the ball." They really don't throw the ball with Brady unless they have to. Whenever they're on the goal line, they're running the ball. Yeah, yeah they yeah. run the ball as much as they can, like. They are a very run-oriented team. You just forget that because they had like, like I said, they had a receiver that was their leading rusher throughout halfway yeah. through the season with Cordell Patterson. Then Sony Michelle finally came into his own. Rex Burkhead, Nebraska alum, there you go. He had a touchdown that game. Another white guy in the backfield. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was. And then oh. James White too, their other running back. He's yeah. basically a receiver out there. He's not even. They just have him a running back lining up as a slot receiver, and he set a record for 15 catches that game. Yeah, plus so, up. There you go. Yeah, it was
0: just, it was just. I, I think the Chargers tried to get too cutesy with that defense, and we, as we can clearly see, it did not work out. Uh, moving on to probably the best game uh, of this divisional round, the Eagles came into New Orleans and lost 14-20. to 20. Nick Foles had 201 yards, touchdown, two picks, in which he looked very ordinary, no St. Nick coming up in New Orleans. And then Breeze had 301 yards, two touchdowns, interception. And then Michael Thomas had 171 yards and a touchdown in which the Saints will be moving on. I think, though, this just... I felt bad for Nick Foles. Because I feel like he was... I felt I felt as if he was going to win that game when they were marching down the field they, at the end.
1: It looked good for them. The defense played fantastic for the Eagles. And really, if it wasn't for that fake punt, they could have very easily won that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Punting away, they are already up 14. They had all the momentum with them. Like, that fake punt kind of really saved their season. And the crowd I, had a I I love Payson Hill. Yeah. He's the, the, the Mormon pun, right? army
0: knife. Yeah.
1: <laughs> The Packers cut that man.
0: Yeah, and then he threw. I mean, it got called back, but he threw that touchdown to Alvin Kamara, in yeah. which I was like, You're going to take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands
1: for what reason? And then he threw touchdowns. Like, all right, whatever. He threw. He blocks punts. He throws touchdowns. Picks, he throws yeah. touchdowns. He rushes for first. The man's. He does it all. Sean Payton, they give credit to him, too, a, good, a great offensive coach. Like, hey, we got this backup quarterback. We might it's just, as well use him. That's a pretty like, good answer. Yeah, yeah, it's so. just. But yeah, I think I think the the Saints
0: showed uh, in which I was right against, so I said that they were going to hold the Eagles to under twenty points, and it showed pretty well, uh, considering that the yeah that one you barely escaped. You have Olshan Jeffrey to think for that one. Yeah, though. and we'll we'll get to that one later. But yeah, I think the Saints uh, Saints just showed that they're they're a the team to beat in the NFC once again.
1: I don't know about that. Completely honest. The crowd noise, that like the Eagles really because the Eagles are coming off all these road games. Yeah, they had, once again like with the Chargers thing, they had a really physical game in uh, Chicago. Then they had a bunch. They had a bunch. I think they had like six road games or something like that. Like uh, in their last, uh, I forget how many it was in a row. Let's see. Well, they hosted the Texans. They're on the road against. Yeah, the Te- the Texans. I think they had one home game out of their last like six because like, they were on the road against Dallas. They were on the road then against the Rams. They were on the road against, uh oh, yeah, here, we'll pull up the schedule here. Yeah, I think, I, I definitely think they did. A lot of traveling. All right, here, so they're on the road against Dallas. They came home against the Texans. Then they were uh, on the road against. So the, if you
0: include the playoffs, they had one home game in six games.
1: Yeah, which is crazy. With their backup I mean, quarterback still, well, a lot I, of injuries I, I on defense. I think people are saying, oh, we lost to the backup they quarterback. Came in, Nick Foles already won a Super Bowl, so I don't think that's a very good argument. He's still elevated a ton though. I think Doug Peterson, the way they like put him in. Yeah, he I don't, does. He makes the Eagles better, but I like think he's and I think, great. but Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would have been extremely interesting to see. I think they already kinda showed that they're gonna stick with uh Wentz. I think mean, they already kinda came yeah. out and said that. And Nick Foles was open when uh, when he played his last home game, uh, he was really emotional. Against the Texans he was like, Well, this is like my probably my last game in Philly. Uh and it probably is, depending on uh, uh, what happens uh, this offseason. But I think it would have been extremely interesting if he wins, if he potentially, because of what if he, if he if Alshon Jeffrey catches that and they go down and score a touchdown, they win that game, and they happen to beat the Rams or go on to because I think they could beat the Rams. Uh, now, granted, this is all hypotheticals, but if he wins a Super Bowl and gets them there, I think they would have to be faced with an extremely difficult situation. That's not
1: difficult. You take the better quarterback. The bigger one with the better arm. The stronger one, the one you invested all those draft picks in.
0: To be fair, pick. though, like he hasn't finished a season. He hasn't finished the last two seasons. And then this guy comes in, elevates your offense, and went back-to-back Super Bowls. Oh,
1: he's going to get paid, but you're taking your franchise quarterback over, over only, Nick he's Foles. Only, he's only three years older than him. So, it's not like you yeah, have like youth on your side. He's a more mobile Wentz is a more mobile quarterback who can extend plays. And I think now that he's had the two injuries, he'll be a little bit more cautious with his body. I, you take the better quarterback. And yeah, think, everyone forgets that. Everyone people. forgets he was the MVP candidate by a long shot before he got injured. Like they were first place, and he was an MVP team. Listen to or my last, initial, last year? Last year, yeah. yeah okay. Back to my initial point. The Saints. We're the only team? All these other teams that had to buy Charger or the um, excuse me the Patriots off the bye, came out firing on all cylinders. Opening drive, marched right down the field and scored. The Chiefs, opening drive, marched right down the field and scored. They looked fantastic. The Rams, opening drive, marched on the field, got a field. They were in the red zone. They kicked the field goal. All these teams look good coming out of the gate. The Saints looked awful and lethargic. Off their like week of preparation, I don't think they looked that great. To be completely honest with you, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they
0: looked they they came out kind of slow, and I I mean it happens every once in a while, especially because I think you can talk about the whole like oh you haven't played in two weeks and the other teams off of like a really good win, uh, and so they come out firing and you're flat. But I think I think their just skill kind of won out that game. I mean, I think their offense showed why they're I think their offense showed why they're one of the best teams.
1: Oh. Yeah, but you're well, you're facing a secondary that didn't have Darby. They have Craven LeBlanc is one of their starting cornerback. That's not a it great him, team. They got them to the playoffs. I, I mean, you you can't say they're bad just because they haven't played when they, they they're not them to the bad. Playoffs. They're not a bad team. But like if I look at all the all the four teams that are remaining in the playoffs, I look at Patriots. Why why would they win in the playoffs? They got Brady Belichick. All right, and then um, you go Chiefs, like Mahomes, Andy Reid, great play callers right there. Then you have McVit and the Rams. it's... Why would they win? They can win because they got McVeigh, a first-round quarterback, and then they got that. Uh, they have all these studs they signed in free agency. When I go to the Saints right now, why would they win? It's literally like, oh, well, they have that advantage in the dome because if you put them on the road, like I don't think like Drew Brees, Alvin well, Kamara, Marvin Ingram right now. Like if you look at the way they're playing, their advantage is the dome. Just the way they're playing at the moment. Like, I get, like, all of them are okay, good but weapon-wise. Yeah, every week Trump is hating. different, though. Every week is different, though. If you look at the back half of the year, though, that was not the same Saints team. They did not look great. They barely beat Cam Newton, who basically couldn't just... throw against that Panthers team. Well, if you pull look, up their...
0: I... you're, you're, you're bringing the whole college football thing. Like, look at their resume, like, how they've been winning games. I understand, but I, this is still the Saints. This is still one of the best teams in the NFL. They haven't put up the crazy numbers that they did in the earlier season, but I still i am not going to bet against them. Nah, eh,
1: I don't listen. know. The last week, the defense got shredded. They barely. Oh no 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 no! You can't! You cannot! They they
0: arrested all their starters. Teddy Bridgewater started that they're game. They're
1: back. No, their defense played. So what is Teddy Bridgewater? They
0: didn't, they didn't care. They didn't care. That game is meaningless. You that should. game is absolutely meaningless. They're still meaningless. playing. A, they're playing a third that string game is quarterback. Absolutely meaningless. Third string
1: quarterback. The week before, uh, or a couple weeks before, let's they see. beat the Steelers thirty-one barely. to twenty-eight. Which they, they barely, barely beat beat won the that one. They won. They didn't oh, look you good. Can't,
0: you can't bring, they, the, their offense looked fantastic.
1: They squeaked out against the Buccaneers 28-14, which Winston had to give them the game back. 28-14. A that's they, they were plan. losing, though, 14 nothing at one point. And then point, they scored they didn't 28
0: uncensored points because their offense is amazing. And then amazing. they barely
1: beat Cam Newton that one. 12 not Their last couple months, the last month of the year... They haven't looked as they they have not looked as good as they had to start. Okay, playing. whether
0: they lose or win this game, I think has nothing to do with their last few games. So you can you can
1: if you if they lose this game, which granted, I think the Rams have a good shot. They're not playing well. That's all I'm saying. They're not playing to their potential. They peaked early in the year. They're kind of plateauing right now. That's all I'm saying. With all their talent, think, they are not playing. I still think they, have,
0: they have the talent. Drew Brees. I'm not Brees saying the they don't have team. the talent.
1: I am saying okay, what I'm saying is they are not playing though. Like with the talent they have, they plateaued. They peaked too early in this year. They're kind of like hitting a flat line with that roster, the way they're playing. Did that team look like a well-oiled machine there against the Eagles? The Drew Brees, a Hall of Fame quarterback, couldn't pick apart that secondary. I think the secondary is pretty decent. First play of the game, to throw a pick off it like happens. off a week of preparation. You tell me that's the best you're going to come out with? It happens. It happens every once in a while. You come out flat sometimes. You're one of the second second best quarterback, probably top. Top five in the NFL history, maybe top five in NFL history. Drew Brees. With Drew Brees. And that's what you're going to come out against. Craven LeBlanc like that. Throw you, a pick can't, you can't. You down can't. Down 14 nothing. Don't knock Drew Brees. You need Trave Taysom Hill. LeBlanc. You need Taysom Hill to save your season and the crowd noise. That's all I'm saying. Their, oh, avan- oh, their advantage
0: right now is the crowd. If you're going to say the Eagles, oh, the Eagles are so trash. like They, they barely beat them because their secondary is so trash. They beat the LA team. In a, they beat the Rams in LA. They did. So you can't. Play, no, they're not so trash.
1: Who beat the Rams at? The, they beat them in... Um, yeah, LA,
0: because you just said that they had, like, all these crazy road games. LA was one of those road oh,
1: games. Oh, okay. The Eagles. I thought you we were talking about the Saints. Yeah. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. No. The, 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 look. They could have come out a lot. Yeah, they, they could the... It's
0: all in the past. If, if you look at an NFL team, it's all in the past. You can have clunkers against teams. As long as you win games, if you're a scrappy team, grinds out games,
1: you, it, it doesn't matter. That you that you question, could you, you have you said the same like for the Bears. They this is got the same two of the Chicago Bears. That's his Hall of Fame quarterback here. They got Thomas, who's a good receiver. They you, got you two legitimate We were just backs. having
0: this discussion before, and you are like, oh, Thomas isn't
1: good. He's barely a tier Did two not receiver. You didn't say he wasn't you, good. You said he was, you said he was a tier two No, receiver. you were like, oh, he's a tier one. All right, Michael Thomas is a tier one receiver. And I, I, think I said, Michael no, Thomas he's Michael Thomas can be a tier one receiver? Well, okay. He probably. not. Nah. No, no. All right, so you're going to knock him again. Yeah, you know he's not thinking? a tier one receiver. Tier one is, I'll tell you, tier Look, one. We don't it's have an to do elite list. No, what's we're, we're talking about Alshon. It, who? Antonio Brown. Oh, for Brown. Tier one. Tier Anto- no, Antonio so Brown. Then, let's talk about Julio Jones. Jones. Let's talk about Alshon. Odell Gregory. Beckham. One thing. All
0: right. I was going to make this my closing rant, but I'm not, I, I don't think it's worth talking about for a closing rant because it's just a small conversation. Oh, no, yes. I'd like to get into this. But I think the Chicago Bears fans. And it was it wasn't crazy because they got shown up by Philadelphia Eagles fans. Some of the worst. That's prob. That's probably I and I'll say this as a personal fan. Besides Oakland Raiders fans, I they're my least favorite fan base in the NFL, and the Philadelphia as a whole for the Flyers. Um, they they are just one of the worst worst fan base in the NFL. Like you saw, that they were either eating, eating horse poop last year. They won the Super Bowl, and I think that they actually showed some class this this year. After Alshon Jeffrey uh, had had he had the game losing play, kind of like Cody Parkey did. And instead of throwing death threats at him, instead of saying, "Oh, like we hate you," and you saw Barstool Chicago going on these rants that was just filled with expletives and just how much they hate him. Now, granted, I'll get to Cody Parky later with his you know stunt with uh, Good Morning America. But there was a video on Twitter, and it was kind of the the Alshon Jeffrey video where he's saying, uh, "I went through my hands. I gotta make that play. That's on me." And it was all love. They're saying, "We love you." Like, "Let it go." Be a true professional. He's being a true professional. You look at all these comments, in which Twitter comments are like the it's it's a war a battlefield. uh, Where people are just slinging around whatever they want. We've seen all this time with Twitter but it's all love like chin up alshon wouldn't have made it this far without you it's not on you this makes me want to cry we love you alshon and again i was seeing a lot of bears like the nbc uh you know each team kind of has their own little fan fan page uh that's actually like verified on twitter or whatever and they were saying oh we got the the, the bears got sweet revenge on the eagles it was a good payback shut up take your loss Sit down. The Eagles beat you because they're a better team. And you can't say, oh, we got payback because Alshon and Jeffrey dropped the pass. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. He owned you in the playoff game. The Eagles beat you. And so there's nothing to do with payback. You lost because you're a worse team. As uh, Act like you've been there before, Chicago fans. Now, I know it's been a while, but you can throw back to the Brian Erlacher years and Blance Briggs when you guys are actually a relevant team. Now, granted, I'll, I'll, they're good now. But look, when, when you lose to a team... And especially the Eagles, who the Bears have really no relation to, good or bad. When you lose to a team, like as the Broncos have in the past years, they lose to the Colts, lose to the Ravens in the playoffs. I'm not saying when the Colts, was, oh, it's sweet revenge. When the Colts lost to the Patriots, I was like, oh, this is sweet revenge. Or when the Ravens, I, I rooted for the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Like you, you can't you can't pull this like revenge
1: thing when you lose to a better team just because they play better than you. All right, first off, first off, I don't even know where to start unpacking that. With Alshon Jeffrey, it's a lot easier to be nice to him because he's actually contributed. He was a the reason they won the Super Bowl last year. He's done great things throughout the year catching passes. He's a good player. Cody Parkey, we're playing millions of dollars to kick field goals. And he's one of the worst kickers in the NFL that? statistically. Whose fault is that? That's Cody Parkey's fault. Whose fault is that that they're paying them money and that he was still on the roster despite being the worst kicker in the NFL? Well, for, how much you're, for how much you're paying them, though, it's a lot easier to be nice. To, uh, first they, they right. have only themselves First off, him. you're like, oh, Eagles fans, let's applaud ourselves for how nice we are. Why don't you go up and call yourself Braves, too, you goddamn... Or, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right, all right I keep the like, lead. yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to blur that out. Sorry, <laughs> folks. But, like, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, let's pat ourselves on the back. How great we are! We didn't have death threats. Our fan base is so fantastic. Yeah, what do you want a medal for that? You weren't that great. If you look on Twitter, there's still Eagles fans you can find that were giving him death threats. Yeah, there's always
0: the bad ones, but it was ma- telling- vast majority was all love for
1: Alshon Jeffrey. But it's apples and oranges because he's actually helped your team win in the past. You think if it was reversed and Cody Parkey was on the Eagles and that same thing happened, they'd be like, oh, Cody, it's okay. They're all all
0: humans. Like, have have some respect for the guy.
1: The difference is, though, like, it's easier for Eagles fans to be nice to him because he's actually helped them win in the past. He is a good player. Where Cody Parkey was hitting post all year long. I'm not saying we should have, like, trashed him like that. But yeah, you know but what? For what we were you paying you, them, you, and like you, the expectations, and you can't get, you, you can't can make say, a field You can
0: say whatever you want. Like you can, it can be positive or negative. But the Chicago Bears fans were being absolutely abhorrent in the way they treated this guy. There was them. a lot of Eagles fans doing the
1: same thing to Alshon Jeffrey, though.
0: That wasn't. It was yeah. You can find the, the but it's the majority. Majority versus the minority. Do you see majority... Alshon Jeffrey
1: going on having a pity tour on Good Morning America? That's, like after, Cody that's after Parkey the fact. Has.
0: That's after the fact. I don't like that move. I think, and I think uh, he's probably kicked his last kick for the Chicago
1: Bears. It's that, a lot easier to be nice to Alshon Jeffrey than it is. Okay, he's but actually still, probably, if it wasn't for him, they probably wouldn't have won the Super Bowl last year. He was a big reason they won the Super Bowl. Cody Parkey was the reason. He's the reason we're sitting at home right now because he can't make his kicks. He had yeah, yeah. four posts against the Lions. He hasn't done anything this year to make us like him. Well, <laughs> you, Robbie Gold is missing, and you're him like he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. Well,
0: you yeah, know, that that's was a, a stupid
1: year. move. Look.
0: But then the, my second point, you can't you can't you can't disregard this whereas Bears fans are you said it in your opening rant We got some sweet payback. No you, you didn't. didn't No you didn't you're sitting at home Oh okay this guy records playoff
1: games they're going on there trashing him Oh well you know I don't even like Chicago that much. Philadelphia no, so is so much is, better the This is the can't quote This is, cheese steaks this is the quote. Cream. I love the city of
0: Philly, Chicago's just the place where I worked. That was the quote. Now you can make that that can be a sneak this, a little bit of shade. Oh, that's a shade, yeah. And then no, but you said he's oh, like waving <laughs> bye to
1: everyone after he missed the kick. A
0: ton of fan, a ton of players do that. Doesn't it. Like the Browns it. punter did that to the Broncos and they beat them. It's not, not about sneak this thing. That's just being a competitive and trying to. Hey, taunt you know why you have any
1: dirty? Karma comes around.
0: Oh, you but saying saying t- that you say you got sweet pay. act like you've been there before. Have so we haven't been there and... before.
1: That's first <laughs> off. Second off. <laughs>
0: It's like this is. This I'm not supporting me.
1: these people like doing this to Cody Park, but I was like, "Oh, the Eagles fans are so great. They're brave. No, Look they're not being they great. Do. They're just being a like, decent fan base for once in their lives." And a lot, of, yeah, because it, you get to like compare apples and oranges because all no, Jeffrey's a good player and he's they're done both, stuff for them. They're him. both players that lost. Their yeah, both game yeah, they're both game. Yeah, Jeffrey's be- done good stuff for him in the past. So they're like the most of the things is like, "Oh, you've been a great player for us. It's okay. this one hit him Cody Parky has been god awful for the Bears this year. So it's kind of hard to support a guy that can't do his job. Alston Jeffrey does his job for a while. He's one of the better receivers in the NFL. So it's a lot nicer to be him. Be nicer to him. It's still you you,
0: you can't go. Oh, you know we uh, we we got our revenge. Oh yeah, shut up, dude. You can't you can't you can't say we got got our. I'm just saying, hey, you you know what? You shouldn't
1: be like trashing his former employee. You don't you don't see me coming on the air trashing all my former employers. You only worked at Mariano's. No, you know, I was a caddy for the Village Links, and I worked as an umpire <laughs> for Kevin Sewell, and I could trash <laughs> yeah, him a lot. Yeah. I, I trash Illinois FedEx all the time, because I hated that place.
0: Okay. And, they're, and then if I get fired from Mariano's, they're not going to be like, oh, we got their sweet revenge. It's so stupid. I hate... It. No, no, no. You, you can't... We no, helped him no make a
1: ton of his money. Three years first end of the thing <laughs> and you got to get him up here and be trash in Chicago like that. Much better move, city than Philly. We're going to move you on. You the We're team. already at 35 minutes. We're gonna move well, on. We'll see yeah, who's yeah. laughing, you Philly fans, when we get Machado bombs. They're gonna sign Harper, the better player. Harper's the better player than Machado. All right, we're yeah. gonna have another <laughs> argument. This wasn't even on the hot take list, but you think Harper is the we're better not player than talk Machado? About that. Yeah, he is. He's better. What did Harper hit How last year? How many home
0: run derbies has Machado won? Doesn't matter. How many who is he has the, Who has who hustles for his team?
1: Oh, Harper. Harper doesn't hustle either. Jonathan Papelbein got to fight with him on the The bench. Warriors beat the Nuggets. Hitting that 241. 240 Machado hit 282 last year, and he still they had 30 home runs. An NBA Premier record. Premier defensive of player, too. Right, Can on, play third on. base gotta and shortstop. We got to move on. We got to move on. See he's laughing, you stupid Philly fans. They, whatever. You wouldn't have been nice to Cody Parker either. That man's a loser. Yeah, I would have been mad at my GM for signing him for
0: fifteen million dollars.
1: Well, you know what? He also signed. He also hired Matt Nagy. So I mean, he's yeah. done a lot of good things. He Broncos, made a mistake there. Broncos but... have
0: a better draft pick. Warriors route the Nuggets, one hundred forty-one to one hundred eleven, nah, in which they it's put the up fifty-one points in the first quarter, in which is a record fr- franchise or no? That's an NBA record: fifty-one points in a quarter. And it's going to be interesting because they had Boogie Cousins on Friday, in which they have... And and the the Nuggets are the second-best team in the West, which is, by far, the more dominant conference.
1: Boogie Cousins. All right, everyone's making this big deal. Oh, it's unfair Boogie Cousins got signed. There's a reason he didn't have any big contract offers because he's a big man coming off an Achilles thing. All of his athleticism is going to be gone. He'll make him a little better, and he's still an excellent player. He had
0: a $22 million offer from the Pelicans.
1: Hey, that's not big money NBA standards, (laughs) though. I mean, it's still money. I mean, I, I think like I eight. think,
0: I think it's. I mean, it's not on the Warriors because they were able to offer him like
1: five million and get him. Why would I go? Like, why would I sign with the Pelicans for twenty two million when I go? Like that's that's chump change. I'd rather go with the Warriors, win a ring, get healthy for, for a full year because there's no pressure to get rushed back. Because yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying
0: it's it's unfortunate because no other team is going to be able to get Boogie Cousins. In which I think that he could have been a good addition to a lot of other teams, like the Lakers or whatever.
1: Yeah, really? Well, like I said, everyone's making a huge deal about this. Like, oh, it was over when they signed him. It's not fair. A big man like that coming off an Achilles, Kobe Bryant, who's more athletic than Boogie Cousins. When he tore his Achilles, he was not the same player. He couldn't dunk afterward. He had no explosiveness. So, a big man like that losing him to Achilles, where it's like big thing was his vertical I mean, game, because it's not like he's some like great I think, shooter. I
0: don't think it's like
1: he's not going to be as NBA. good. But I mean, it's
0: still the Warriors. They're, they're adding a good player.
1: Yeah, and they're already good. by
0: far the best team. But
1: he's not. Gonna, he's going to be a shell of himself. He will not be nearly as good. Well, we have Are like we have our another team. segment? Mitch, you can take this one. Yes, our new edition of that's bullcrap. It was that's bulljive, but I like that's bull Crap either. And now that bull season's over, yeah. we can use this. It has a better ring to it. But yeah. in our latest edition of that's bullcrap, there is a fight at practice with Robin Lopez and Chris Dunn. They got into a little bit of a scrap at practice is this yeah. described as being competitive, but Lopez is frustrated with his role because all of a sudden he's out of the rotation. And Jabari Parker, who's their third-best player, for some reason was out of it. Now he's back in, and he actually had a nice <laughs> game. He had 18 uh, points against the, the uh, Lakers the other night. But, yeah, this team is a mess. And then, But also, Shaq Harrison, he prevented free tacos. For the Lakers. Yeah. So that's kind of bull crap for those fans. Had to
0: hold them to under 100
1: points. Crazy sequence in the last 17 seconds. The balls were flying everywhere. The Lakers are trying to make a stop to keep them under 100. And then Shaq Harrison just chucked up a desperation shot. It was like a weird spin. It was like one of those trick shots you look like you see on the playground in horse where he kind of like spun and one-handedly threw it up. Didn't yeah. even hit the rim. But he got fouled on it, and then he made his two two of his three, three throws and they got 100 points. And the Bulls are now on an eight-game losing streak. We had a Bulls talk, me and uh, Danny, about how we thought they could be turning the corner. Because their starting five is not that bad. Especially after that Pacers game where they were playing a good team. They took them to overtime. Levine's actually a lot better than I give him credit for. Markman's a good piece to build around. But their bench is awful. And that... They yeah. are not turning the corner. Eight-game losing streak. That's yeah. uh, not good. And we'll be
0: talking a lot more about the NBA
1: once the NFL season's over. It's really a so shame because I like Laurie Markkinen.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a good part. piece.
1: And Zach Levine has made a lot of growth this year. Chris Dunn's not defense bad either. Defense is still terrible. Though. His defense is bad, but we if we can tie on that, would be We got nice. a little
0: Premier League. Uh, Tottenham beaten, or lost to Man U 1-0 in which uh, new York coach, old Gunner, and I can't pronounce his last name, uh... Has kind of got his marquee win after taking over Jose Marino. West Ham beat Arsenal 1-0. And just some food for thought, Arsenal had a 22-game unbeaten run this year, and Manchester United is having arguably their, one of their worst seasons in recent history, and they both have the same amount of points at 41. There you go. So just some food for thought there. Both None of those teams are going to be in the top four, if you ask me, though. Although Harry Kane is out until, I believe it was March, uh, with some ankle ligament tears. So that kind of opens up the door for other teams not named... Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea to the top four. Moving on to some MLB. Um, Machado has been offered a deal by the White Sox for seven seven years, $175 million, in which makes you were not
1: too happy about that when that got released. No, that's going to be enough to sign him because the Yankees could sign up for that much. Yeah. And I think what they're trying to do is, and this could be, Rick Hahn is a very smart general manager. He knows what he's doing. He orchestrated the Chris Sale trade and uh, the Cubs trade with Quintana where we yeah. got Eloy and Dylan Cease. Now, what he's trying to do is what the Red Sox did with J.D. Martinez, where there was a market for him, They yep. made him a kind of a low-ball offer for 110 million, which actually is a decent amount of money. We make it sound like 175, which is what we offered yeah, Machado's man. chump change. He's That's still 25, like, yeah, 25 25 million a year. But what the Red Sox did, they offered him that. February rolled around. He didn't get any better offers. So the Red Sox really kind of got a discount on J.D. Martinez, and he signed that deal with them. So that's what the White Sox are hoping for. I think you're kind of playing with fire, though, doing that. Because the Phillies have a lot of money, and the Yankees, they kind of got a cluster Mm -hmm. in the infield after signing Tulowitzki and um, LeMayhew. But for that amount of money, for that good of a player, you know, that's dangerous. And he has a preference. And he even said, Machado, I'm going to go where the money goes. The White Sox are in prime position signing Yonder Alonso, and John Jay with his friends, and I think they're kind of letting they're playing with fire here. Yeah, It'll definitely that low ball see what offer. happens
0: if they make another offer, if he just says no. Now, I
1: do think, yeah, if the market, if more teams come up, because there's supposedly a mystery Yeah, team, there's a bunch of, like,
0: mystery If teams. the market
1: raises the price, the White Sox have the money, and they really want Machado, because he's a franchise-changing player. Yeah. They'll raise their price, but I think they're just trying to, like, yeah, they're trying to get him for a discount. Because imagine that, for seven years, for $175 million, yeah. you still have a ton of cap space after that. That would be huge form if they could pull that off. But we'll see. Yeah, and then
0: uh, Harper, no new, no concrete deal. Meeting with the Phillies. And and I think the Phillies are players. shifting. That also
1: helps the White Sox because the Phillies shifting. are kind of shifting their focus on yeah. Harper. Now we have our new
0: segment, Who's Hot, Who's Not. It's not hot here as we've gotten a lot more snow recently,
1: uh, which will be kind of annoying on the drive home. Oh, this is absolutely oh. interesting. Sorry, for the White Sox thing, though. This is interesting. Chris Davis for the Orioles it's, this is the contract they offered, Manny Machado. It's a less desirable one than Chris Davis got back in 2015 when the Orioles offered him that. So, yeah. money-wise, very interesting to see because it's, kind of, it's kind of insulting, I must say. It's da- it's a dangerous pitch yeah. to offer him that low.
0: Make your hot and I
1: are kind of in the same boat
0: so don't you... Oh, yes, yes. Those. There's no
1: college football this week, but uh, there was... Uh, my hot this week is fast food chains, yeah. especially around the D.C. area. Because the Clemson Tigers were visiting uh, the White House this week, and uh, Donald Trump, because of the government shutdown, he bought them all uh, Big Macs, Wendy's, yeah. and Domino's. There's a lot of cheeseburgers there, so fast food chains. Would you Would you be like offended if you did that? If they If if you were a Clemson player, would you be offended? I think for a lot of these linemen, I mean, I
0: wouldn't be offended. Yeah, no, like offended, it's but like the would the would White House. Hub- would you be like Are you kidding me right now? Like, like I'm in the like White joke. House. I'm yeah, getting I'm a getting, Big Mac. Yeah, like I, I it would. would. Be, it
1: would be an experience for sure. It, yeah. w- it would definitely be kind of like a joke, although this presidency is not normal. So I'd be like, oh, this is kind of, this is in line. Yeah. Maybe like, one thing of like a classy guy like Obama was giving me a bunch of Big Macs. And yeah. Be like, oh, you didn't even try. Well, Trump, where it's like kind of a circus each week. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is. Like, it's I'll, I'll be now. like
0: Especially as college students like Mitchell and myself, I feel like we eat. We already. I mean, McDonald's like the only thing that's easily affordable. Yeah, we affordable. can that. Yeah. Yeah, like I, been... I, we eat McDonald's. McDonald's and we get like Domino's pizza every once in a while. Like Wendy's like, I don't think I've eaten. you like were kinda a, looking
1: forward to like a hot yeah, yeah, like, oh, meal I'm from getting the like a steak from yeah. the White House, because they've got like their silver platters and everything. And they're like, Oh well, you're getting more? a steak, <laughs> but uh, not that kind of steak. Yeah, it's a it's on a thousand island dressing <laughs> and a lot of bun. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: so that was that was a little interesting.
1: What's your hot for
0: this week? My hot uh oh shoot, I got I gotta pull it up. Um let's see. I had an interesting stat. Uh, it's not really hot, because he's not playing right now, but Joey Votto...
1: Neato, stat of the week. Uh,
0: yeah, stat of the week. Joey Votto has seen 27,668 pitches, over 6,764 career plate appearances. For those of you doing the math, that's a lot. Uh, he has never popped out to the catcher, pitcher, or
1: first baseman in, in his career. So just, wow. That's just your stat of the day. Speaking, Speaking of which... Sorry to keep going back to this, but this is what baffles me with the Machado thing. Oh my
0: goodness. John Carlos Giancarlo
1: Stanton... Got three hundred twenty-five million for his thirteen-year. Jason Hayward is less money. He's getting paid more money, and you can't tell me Machado's not worth. Yeah, what Jason Hayward was a, worth. That was a foolish Prince fielder, fielder is getting paid more. David Price with two hundred seventy million is getting paid more. Ryan Howard and Josh Hamilton got equal money for twenty-five overall a year. It's 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 I don't know. Joey Votto's not getting that money, unfortunately, for him. He is not. He really
0: should be, though. He should be. He's so he's a good. He's good player. He's one of those players. He's kind of like, I mean, he's a, He's on the Reds. I don't like the Reds because, obviously, a Cubs fan. They're just always annoying. Uh, But I feel like he and Larry Fitzgerald, they're kind of in the same boat. They are. We're like, like, dude, go to another team and win a championship. Oh, my word. You're so good, and, like, people want you to win. And, and Larry Fitzgerald is going to, he was thinking about retiring after this year. Yeah. But you can't end on that note being one of the,
1: being the worst team in the NFL and be like, yeah, I guess that's it for me. See? you guys. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Cardinals will be interesting to see. But yeah, v- Votto is a good player. We went to Cincinnati to watch, and this was when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. It was a road game in Cincinnati for one of my brother's baseball tournaments, and sure enough, we're in the off-field. Joey Votto hit one, two rows in front of me. You didn't catch it? You didn't dive in front? I tried. Like a kid? I tried to get it. I couldn't. Those Cincinnati fans, actually, I should say Cubs fans, because it was sold out, and it was basically all Cubs fans. No, the night It before, was Cubs versus Reds? Yeah, oh, and the okay. night before, it was the Arietta no-hitter Nah. No. And then this next night they won, won 11 they won 11 to 5. It was an exciting house. 11 to 5 game. Like you think it sounds like a blowout, but the Cubs made it. Like they had the bases loaded like 3 innings in a row and <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Jesus, this is going to be." Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. He's a good player. And then, then my not, not hot
0: player. is Booger McFarland, not because he He's absolutely stinks at uh being a play-by-play guy er, He's great at blocking
1: people's views though on the yeah. sideline. But so Booger play.
0: tweeted this after the Rams and um cowboys game and which cj anderson was playing and cj anderson's not fat he's thick all right so we're just gonna he's big boned as some people would say uh but and this was after the game he said i'm not sure how many popeyes biscuits cj anderson has eaten already but if he wants to stay at the rb position i would lay off them for a while which is like, haha, ha, he said that funny joke about Calvin Benjamin where he's like, he's one Popeye biscuit away from being a tight end. And he's just trying to stick to a shtick that was like kind of funny the first time, but definitely yeah. not funny the second time. But especially after a dude runs for 123 yards, two touchdowns, and a playoff win, and he played a huge factor in it, and they're gonna knock him for being fat. Like, dude, a little distasteful. That is extremely distasteful. Like, you can like make your unfunny jokes at another time, but it's also just kind of dumb because everyone like looking at that, especially like other sports analysts, were like, "Dude, he just, he just got the Rams to like the conference championship." Yeah. Like, what are you talking
1: about? Like, why especially, are you knocking him right that now? That was another great free agent signing. Yeah, the it Rams. Was. If they can win the Super Bowl this year. Because the NFL is a copycat league, this will change the NFL the way GMs do oh, this yeah. thing. I mean, we're they go on the bench, they spend. Yeah, totally. But like the way they go out and they spent on Adam Sue, Yeah, uh, they spent on cooks. Um, yeah, uh, all that money on Donald they spent. Yeah. It's all these to, uh, free the guy agents. From the Jags. It's going to be like the NBA where they're just going to start signing superstar free agents for big money. This is good for the players. If you're a player a free agent yeah, at all, root for the Rams to win the Super and, Bowl because that formula is, works. You're going to get paid
0: a lot. Because especially with like, I mean, you look at like the Saints and the Patriots who are the exact opposite where they're like, oh, we'll just get all these like role player guys. Yeah. and have like a good scheme. Uh, and this Built is, to the this draft. Is, this is why soccer. Like, the players are way more important than the teams. Like, each player has their own brand. Because, like, in soccer, like, you see, like, the top flight clubs who are just, they have all this money, and they're like, all right, we're going to wait for these guys to be on lesser teams, get good, and then we're going to sign them for all these big bucks. Yeah. And so, yeah. Definitely, yeah. So,
1: go CJ Anderson. I mean, we'll probably, he probably won't even be on the ramps next year. Why not is, sticking with the uh, cheeseburger thing, uh, the government and spell check Because the reason they had to have cheeseburgers is because the government is <laughs> shut down and apparently when they shut yep. down the uh the twitter whoever's proofreading uh president trump's twitter is not great marshall can you spell cheeseburger for me
0: c-h-e-e-s-e-b-u-r-g-e-r
1: dang i thought i was gonna mess up was like, that was I good i can't I don't know if i can spell president trump spelled and it has since been deleted and edited he spelled burger b-u-r-b-e-r-g-e-r-s there's no u in it <laughs> Burger, yeah, burger. That's... That, it, yeah, it was...
0: They, yeah, they, 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 the government right now is about as good as efficiency as Blake Bortles had this year.
1: It's about as good as the White Sox offered to China, <laughs> which I was really looking for, especially when the Yankees got LeMahieu, I'm like, oh, we're going to get him. In the first podcast, I said, we're going to get him. <laughs> Good God, I hope they don't blow this. they would be the most socks <laughs> he's thing gonna, ever. He's going to go to like some mystery team, the Blue Jays or I something I think that's like his that. agent, honestly, just trying to drive up the price. Because this happened last year with free agency, yeah. too. Yeah. Which, actually, if you're a Cubs fan wanting Harper, could kind of give you hope. It's like the market's like this for Machado. I think it's a better yeah. player for him. If, that, if no one's paying money for him, like... The, and it, the people, price goes down. I don't think it worked,
0: but they also already tried to lessen the market where people are like, "Oh, they're gonna trade Chris Bryant." People are trading Chris Bryant. Where it's like I'm not trading Chris Bryant for Bryce Harper. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. No, like, no, I'm not saying. But people are saying like the Cubs are open to trading Chris oh, Bryant, and yeah. so it's like, well, hey, M- Manny and Bryce, you guys aren't the only superstars in this year's market, right? And I don't think it worked at all because it, it was, didn't because yeah. it got shot down real quick. But people are like, "No, they're not gonna trade Chris Bryant."
1: Uh, but yeah, and but, the fact that like the report this is the other frustrating thing. The report for the offer forum Went from like three million, ten years, three million, and there was like, oh, it's more eight years than the two hundred million, and then yeah. the actual report is one seventy five. Good god! But you know, if they pull them off, I'll be very, very excited. Yeah. Moving on, we got our
0: our hot take segment this week is basically just conference championship I Feel like we had our hot takes earlier with yeah, the, yeah we had a lot of like a heated, heated, argument heated arguments argument. Argument. Uh, But usually, we put our we're
1: still going to put our predictions on the Twitter. The, the Lord doesn't punish me for swearing there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said your name in vain. Uh, Please don't kill me. But
0: uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs. So we're going to do that one first. I believe that one's the first one on the schedule. Yes, and it's
1: supposed to be an Arctic blast Yeah, in Kansas which I,
0: I don't know if they're going to... The people we're talking about, they might move it to a different day. I wouldn't like that. It's football.
1: That would be kind of lame. Yeah. I don't think they will. My pa- Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go, first. I, go first. You can go first. I, I should have sold my Chargers stock way too soon. Because realistically, my gut was telling me you got to pick yeah. the, the Patriots in this I will game. say, as a disclaimer, I feel like, because there was a lot of people that were like
0: dead set on the Chargers. Like you saw Nick I Wright, like, yeah. who were like, it's like obvious Chargers going to
1: win. And I was like, I don't know about that one. So I will give, yeah, us, we'll obvi- give us some yeah. credit
0: because we were a little better. The roster is a lot
1: better. But like, Arctic Blast, who does that help? It's going to help the Patriots who run the ball yeah. a lot better. Mahomes, if you think pay, speed. Get slowed down so is in that, the cold.
0: Well, I haven't looked. Is the arctic blast going to be cold or snow?
1: It could be both. It's supposed okay. to be freezing. It's supposed to be negative ten. So if it's negative ten, there's not going to be any. It's snow. like it's going to be windy. It, there could be snow, but it's going to be it's going to be cold. Because mm-hmm. there was snow last week, but it's just supposed to be really, really cold. Tom Brady has, I believe, a thirteen and three record in inclement weather, what the NFL considers inclement weather. Yeah. He's great in the cold. The D- Patriots dynasty started in that I mean, Tuck Rule well, game. Yeah, they Boston, game. You
0: know, they, um, oh, they yeah. face it every year.
1: He's great in the cold. The cold's gonna slow down the Chiefs. This is their advantage. The cold helps a run game, which is the Patriots do a lot better than the Chiefs. I I I made the mistake of picking against the Patriots last week, and this one out of the two games, this one I'm very confident about in saying I think the Patriots are gonna win this game. Yeah, I uh, that I, one I'm firmly I think Tom Brady is gonna be. And if you're the, I said this earlier in my opening rant, if you're the Chiefs. This is your window. You better beat them because yeah. they're gonna reload next year. Yeah. Although I will, be say, I will
0: say I think I think. Next year maybe not, but I think the following year. I, I mean, Tom Brady, he's getting old, so like it, we're we're, we're gonna see it eventually. Uh, but I think, I mean, as a Broncos fan, I'm putting in a little sticky situation here uh, because I never, I've never liked the Chiefs, and I hate the Patriots with a burning passion in my soul. Uh, I'm rooting for the Chiefs in this one, but, but yeah, I think like if you if you put in a dome game, I'm taking the Chiefs.
1: Oh, obviously, yeah. But if you if you're taking like but if you look at this, I will say though, Patriots already beat them once though at home, and it was like yeah. it was nice weather, so it's kind of a shootout game. Patriots yeah. can win in a shootout, which I think is going to be low scoring though. It's going to be yeah, in I th- but I think I think the uh, the Chiefs
0: they, I mean, Damian Williams just ran for they had four rushing touchdowns against the Colts, they did. and Damian Williams had 130 rushing yards. So maybe their offense has evolved a little bit. Granted, the Colts defense I don't think is on the same tier as the Patriots defense. Uh... With all due
1: respect to Frank Reich, I think he's a terrific coach. Frank Reich and Bill Belichick's a whole different animal. Definitely, definitely. I think, yeah, all credit credit where
0: credit is due. Bill Belichick's a lot better. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I can't, I can't really root against the Patriots here. Although I will say, if Patrick Mahomes can pull something out of his bag and win them this game, I think that's a little bit of a passing of the torch when it comes to the AFC, at least. Uh, mm. And I've seen that a lot. But, I I mean, there are a lot of people that are, like, really dead set on the Chiefs winning this game. And I can see why, but I don't know. I don't know if I can take the Chiefs in this one. They I
1: already it, lost once to them in yeah. a shootout, and the weather helps Brady. No, I, I really think that Mahomes has, like,
0: you can watch his kind of rise in in. uh uh, as a quarterback this year, as the games went on, so I think he's a better. I don't think they'll play bad.
1: Like I'm not yeah, saying I mean, they're gonna blow them out. I'm just confident the Patriots are gonna win this game. Yeah, I think that one is gonna be interesting. And then we got Rams at Saints. This one also last week I was kind of on the fence with a couple. Now this one I do think is gonna be close. Um, but I think the Rams are gonna win this game. Yeah, I think like I said, the Saints have kind of plateaued a little bit. Roster-wise, they eat, everyone forgets the Saints. The Rams still do have a lot of pieces on that defense. Yeah. They have a ton of weapons on that offense with Higby, the tight end, Woods at receiver, Golf still a very good quarterback, and that way that running game's going. They can control the pace and keep it away from um, Drew Brees. I think, yeah. and they already saw him once. They've already seen the Saints team once when they were firing on all cylinders, and they only lost by ten. They still kept it close. Yeah, I think I, mean, I, think, I think the Saints
0: are pretty dominant in that game though.
1: Yeah, they were, but I think, yeah, I I think the Rams are going to win this one. I think they're going to go out on the road. Right now, the only thing that that the Saints have going to their advantage is the crowd. Yeah, Uh, which I think, I I mean, it already already got to Jared
0: Goff once. You saw in Chicago. I think the crowd was a huge, huge factor in that.
1: Um, That is true.
0: But I think, mm, I don't know, this one's tough because... uh, if the Saints, which have an extremely underrated defense, uh, with the amount of they I mean, they've gotten little to no coverage. I think the C, the Saints as a whole, have got not gotten that much coverage, um, which is a whole another conversation. But I think their their defense is better than what they've shown. Uh, which kind of, uh, it kind of plays. I mean, you brought up those like barely winning games, but well, their defense is
1: still playing pretty well in all of those games. Defense isn't bad, but you got to look, especially with football. It's not like you got to look at football like stocks. And the Ram stock is rising the way they're playing. They got a little bit of momentum. I don't know, they got they got Gurley back. Where the well, I think well, I, like, I was
0: the, going to say is that I think I think this goes on the run game. If it, if this goes into a shootout, where because I mean, we, well, they can hang with them if it's a shootout, though. That's what I think they could. I don't hang I don't with. think Jared Goff though. If it comes to if it comes to into a quarterback versus quarterback duel. Because we saw we saw in the last game they couldn't run the ball because they were they got down early right and then Jared Goff had to play and they, he he had to lead them to these uh, game winning drives uh, that didn't work out. Where I think if it comes a shootout because I guess the Cowboys the Rams from the driver's seat that whole game and they could just ground and pound keep running the ball just keep handing off keep handing it off to Gurley and Anderson. Uh, but if the Rams if it if it comes down to Jared Goff because he didn't have to do much. He was, he was the definition of a game manager against Dallas. And I think he's better than a game manager. Yeah. But
1: if he has to become, like, if he has to play hero ball and win them this game, I don't think it's going to work. I, I think, think he could. The Saints. He made some big boy throws against the Chiefs in, like, the biggest regular season game this year. And that was a shootout. He's better That's than people true, give but I credit think, for. He's still a first-round I think, think Arnold.
0: I, um, I, Donald- I think the Saints secondary is really good, though. It is, yeah. Mart Lattimore is really good. Yeah, he, I, I, which is cool because he had his like you know terrible moment. This last is the year. other
1: thing though too for the Saints fans because they were supportive of him last year, and this is the, goes back to the Twitter thing. Like he made great plays for him as a rookie. It's easy for these fans to be nice to you if you're a good player. Parky is not a good player, and he's a kicker. If so the just, Bears can't compare
0: the two, if the Bears were good last year, I don't think even then, Cody Parky side... The Bears were a good team last year. I don't think he would have gotten the shape, the, the flak that he did. Could he? Yeah. Because if you're already, if you're like a winning team and then you lose, uh, like that, like it's easy to be like, all right, well we've always got next year. I feel like a lot of Chicago fans boiled over in this in the whole this is our year and you blew and it. At least
1: it wasn't like a Bartman thing where they tried to kill him in the stadium.
0: Yeah. Well, that's well that kind of plays into my point.
1: The Cubs had been losing for like 60 years before that. That's now. true. That's
0: true. If they had won the World Series before, it would be like, yeah.
1: But say, okay, if it was like Tariq Cohen or like Khalil Mack who blew the cupboard. Like, say like Khalil Mack, had, I don't know. If it's a good player that's been doing stuff. <laughs> Khalil Mack gets a pick and then all of a sudden he like swings his arm wildly and fumbles. <laughs> Someone like that blows the game. He misses a tackle or something. Like He would not be getting as much flag as Cody Parker did.
0: That may be true. Because so. like
1: Steve Bartman and you know, you Cody Parker sure. are both like losers that didn't do well, anything Okay, for him. well Steve Bartman... Okay. Not on he, the that was team. He's a fan. That one was, was unfair. But besides the wishing party Cody death and threats and all that crap, that's uncalled for. That's bad. I do agree that is <laughs> bad. <It's laughs> bad, <was> bad. Bad, bad. <laughs> bad. But you can't you do have a right to be upset with him.
0: I mean you have a right to be upset. I, I you have a right to be upset with Ryan Pace for signing him to this stupid four year contract. Oh,
1: and Mitch Trubisky for not scoring in the red zone they had a chance, and that's that true great defense to let him march down the field there's a lot of things you can be mad at but you can't compare the Parky thing and the Jeffrey thing because they're two different ways. Well, you, well I, my my main point
0: was I was seeing a lot of these articles saying, "Oh, we got a revenge," and people were talking. Bears
1: fans were chirping about the. Eagles. Well, okay, I shouldn't say revenge because that's your idea of revenge. And like the, you, yeah, you, need like to re-evaluate you, you beat us
0: doing. and then a better team. But it was both karma. He's you. doing
1: all you're talking about us, and then look what happened a week later. Yeah, that's I karma. just think it's the bears. Nice karma. If, the bears had, if the Bears had beat him, that would have been karma. Yeah, would have been better. But it would have been But that a relevant factor it in the Saints game. It would have been better. But.
0: Anyways, I have my closing rant. And I'll keep it short and sweet because I was already planning on doing that despite the fact that we're already over an
1: hour. We could talk about Daniel Polka for the next 15 minutes. Oh, my you word. I if, you ever, if
0: I ever hear Daniel Polka again, who, for those of you who know anything about baseball, you don't know who this guy is because he's a relevant player. DH for the White Sox. He's good. Rookie hit twenty
1: seven home runs. I won't get going, but he's we, clutch. We don't care. Wait till after Socks Fest don't care. when we have the Socks Fest content. Yeah, when we have Socks when we we're gonna have a Sox We're Fest. gonna have a wild week at Daniel Polk talk.
0: See I can't go to CubsCon because it's actually we're actually an irrelevant franchise and tickets are more than like ten dollars per person.
1: Hey, it's more than ten bucks.
0: It's like what, twenty? No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. For those of you doing the math, Cubs are not gonna <laughs> sign Bryce Harper. And I think if you're a true Cubs fan, I don't think I mean you you, you look a lot of the media. Oh, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper. Cubs don't want to sign Bryce Harper. He's best friends with Chris Bryant. Oh, he, they hang out in L. A. all the, or the, in Vegas all the time. Who cares? I think I saw a mission for it. I think if Bryce Harper wasn't connected to the Cubs already, with his his friendship with Chris Bryant, I don't think anyone would care because the Cubs are not the Cubs are in no position. To make a move for Bryce Harper. And Madden said, and he got asked, and it was, I think it was a bogus, because he was at, like, some charity event, and they were like, what are the chances of signing Bryce Harper? And in, uh, with no hesitation at all, he just said, not gonna happen. Which I think that puts it to bed. And I think people are, he, people are coming at, like, Theo and Ricketts for, like, not even, because apparently they haven't really made any concrete, like, The Phillies have, like, met with both guys and the White Sox. I've had the White Sox met with
1: them. Yeah, we met uh, with Harper.
0: We haven't made an offer, but we've met with them. Like, they met with them, and apparently the Cubs, like, really haven't met with them. It's like, okay. It's like saying, oh, the Red Sox haven't met with Manny Machado. It's like they are in no position to make a move like that. Like, they don't have the money. Now you do the Cubs. Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Kyle Schwarber are all free agents in 2022. And if I'm the Cubs right now, I'm saying, look, we have this really good young core. Let's save our money, re-sign our players, and I think the Daniel Descalzo thing, like, just sign affordable guys. Like it was, it was pretty cheap. Uh, he can definitely be a good uh, addition to the Cubs roster. Uh, if you find any, like mid-tier bullpen arms, because they still have good bullpen arms, but I just want to like fill it up, and you, can get, you guys can can get guys rotating in, and we're not just going back to stroke every time. Um, but still, sign these affordable players. Make moves in the off season. But everyone's getting so antsy with the Cardinals signing uh, Goldschmidt uh, and the. Uh, I think it
1: was a trade, wasn't it? Because he's only got. One oh, it year. was yeah. a trade, but they still
0: are. Yeah, uh, it was a trade. Uh, but then and then the Brewers signed um, Yasmani Grandal, mm-hmm. which I think was weird because if you watched him in the World Series, his defense was absolutely atrocious. He's a good hitting catcher. Yeah, though. he's a good. The Sox are looking at him. Uh, but yeah, I think all these. Uh, I think. Everyone's getting so antsy with all these other moves. I'm like, wait, 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 guys. If you look at our lineup, we still, I think, are better than the Cardinals, and can, comp- and I think, like ro- lineup wise, better than the Brewers. We still have these young guns. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Brewers ones close. Brewers ones is close. Brewers is close, but they've had they they've been on the come up for a couple yeah, of years, yeah. so you can yes, understand definitely. them. You have
1: some studs, uh,
0: but like look, yeah, Javi Baez, and like you, we don't need. You have David Bote coming off the bench, I think exactly, he and he him. would be a starter on a lot of teams. He's Albert Almora would too, uh, and so yeah, that's just my little rant. I don't ever really want. It. I, I never wanted Machado, and I definitely didn't want. I didn't well, nef- wasn't really looking at Bryce. Harper. The difference
1: with you guys is because we're in the position like you guys were. Back when you got John Lester. Yeah, yeah. Where John you needed Lester that Lester one like that free agent signing. to complete the rebuild. That's what the Sox are doing. So for the Sox, it's like more desperate. we yeah. like, we want, like, we really want a premier free agent in Harper or McCaul. Yeah. You guys are already contenders. you yeah. won your World Series. You have all these guys that you need to pay. Like, you want to pay Chris Bryant and uh, Rizzo, don't you? Like yeah, exactly. And kind of Bias. You don't need. Harper, he would be nice to have, but your outfield, you're pretty stacked. You got yeah, a lot of depth. Like there. the only, I
0: mean, Jason Hayward can't really. He hasn't been hitting well. Although I will say he did hit a lot better than he did uh, 2016 he last plays year. Pretty good defense. Too. He is a fantastic defender, and that's where it's like, I, like we don't really need Bryce Harper. Now, great, everyone's like, oh, if you put him in a lineup, it's elite. Yeah. Duh, if you put him and Machado in the lineup, it'd be amazing. Let's just throw, you know, Giancarlo Stanton in there just for kicks. It's really good, but it's not realistic whatsoever
1: i don't know for what machado got offered maybe harper could machado's a better player than harper he's apparently only worth 175 million yeah, maybe you true. guys could cook the books somewhere yeah We we'll find a way yeah i mean the the
0: cubs <laughs> only pitches like hey you could spend so much time with chris bryan if you're on our I'm team i'm pumped for
1: baseball season yeah i wait for spring fun. training all right yeah, that wraps
0: got. up this podcast in which we argued about just about everything yes. uh in the nfl nba world um but yeah, we'll get that. We're going back to college. This, so this is the last home edition of the podcast for the yes. foreseeable
1: future. I think we had a good run for the home yeah, edition. We had, a good we had run. A we good know, You know,
0: coming in after our closing shifts at Mario's. Hey, soon soon we're gonna have our Mario's edition. Yes, that'll we be. Have, good. We had a lot of good, interesting. I feel like this talking. was like the
1: Saints last week. We really peaked with the Parky uh, yeah, call and the predictions, and this one we, we kind of plateaued a little bit there. It's like the Saints. I hate. We you. didn't bring it. We we're didn't bring it them this off the show. <laughs>
0: That, this was a good episode, so thanks for listening. Uh, once again, follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends to follow us on Twitter. Listen Look up us. Daniel Polka's stats. He's good. He's not good, and no one cares about him. 27 thanks animals. for listening. See you next week.